Yes, as the holiday season beckons, so too do the cross-country road trips. With last year's Christmas charging chaos still rather fresh, EV drivers may be a bit anxious. In some areas, people were waiting, if you recall, up to three hours to get access to a charger. Since then, however, there's been an effort to increase the number of charging stations across the country through both government and privately funded charging stations. This year, the NRMA is encouraging people to abide by charging etiquette to avoid frayed tempers and long queues. Carly Irving Dolan is the CEO of Energy and Infrastructure at at the NRMA. She's an EV driver herself and she can help you navigate what you're expected to do when charging. Hello there, Carly. Good morning. How are you? Oh, good, thanks. Now, look, as I understand it, people are being urged not to charge beyond 80%. Why is that? Look, I think, you know, if you leave your home in the mornings fully charged or you leave your home fully charged, if you can, that's ideal. If you're then out and about and you need to charge, 80% is good. 80% will get you where you need to go to. And most importantly, if there's a queue behind you, that's the bit about stay at 80%. If there's no queue and there's no one coming, then sure, keep going. But the last 20 minutes of charging is really slow charging anyway. Your car can only do it really slowly. So you're not going to really maximise any more of it for you. And I gather you're also trying to really explore other things uh, in terms of other habits. Don't use charging stations as normal car parks. That is exactly right. Um, it is really, really annoying when you turn up to go to charge and there's a ice uh, vehicle there, uh, a, a traditional combustion vehicle there. So that gets a little bit frustrating. And I'm also, um, you know, acknowledging that sometimes it's difficult to park at Christmas times in particular. Uh, so we're just urging drivers to a uh, little be a bit more compassionate around and leave those spaces free for actual EV charging. And there are charging apps now, I gather. I'm not an EV driver, as you can tell. Yeah. Uh, allowing you to notify other drivers that you're waiting for the spot to be free. Yes, there's a lot of different apps and a lot of charging point operators will have some different versions. And some of the, some of them don't because they're privately owned one or two. But what current drivers are also doing to help that, just the good old put a little bit of a sign on your dashboard to say you'll be back in 20 minutes. That's if you're there in person. But what, what we are recommending is that you do have a look, plan ahead, have a look at where you can charge. And if you drive past and it's too busy, know some alternates. Um, and yes, use those apps that are available that can tell you if there's a queue or when you're up, when your turn is next. How do you know, as an EV driver, which charges will fit your car? Do you, ca- do you carry around adapters? No, my car is quite uh, versatile uh, in terms of what it can do. But most charging infrastructure, particularly in Australia at the moment, has two main plugs. Well, there's three if you use the Tesla, they have its own. But uh, two main plugs on most uh, universal ones, which is called CCS and a Chatamo. And those two plugs are now universally for for, for all vehicles outside the Tesla. Now, in April, the federal government and the NRMA announced Mm -hmm. they would invest in building more fast charging sites. How's that gone so far? Look, it's um, it's it's going really well. We we had to do a lot of planning. The government, the federal government, has been absolute delight to be able to provide us some extra funding or to provide some funding to what we're calling a national backbone. So we've been working with all the different states and working around what's the most appropriate uh, backbone. 137 sites, 117 where the government's um, attaching some funding for, and that is going to allow everyone to be able to travel right around Australia and down the middle. 
by the end of January, uh, well, next year, but like by the end of mm-hmm. January, uh, we will have at least built around 11 sites out of that first lot. Um, but there's a lot of planning that takes place. These are big sites and some of the challenges are connecting to the uh, national energy grid. Yes, I wanted to ask you that because mm. the, the, you have to draw a lot of power fast, don't Correct. you? Correct. Yes, yes. These are big sites now. We're, we're wanting to be able to deliver 300 or 400 kilowatts of charge so that charges, uh, so that EVs can, you know, do it quicker. But to do that draws a lot of power and there is just not that capacity in the current net, uh, energy grid at the moment. So there's a lot of planning and working that we have to do with the um, electric, the energy providers to enable this to happen as well. There's been a recent change to your sites too. You have to pay now, don't you? Uh, am I right there? Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, you are right. Look, NRMA started this back in uh, 2000 and, you know, about five years ago, they started trialling this and really wanted to be on the forefront, um, you know, to, to lead the way. And we've now got to the point where um, we we are, we are built, we are char- we're billing for charging so that we can continue to invest and upgrade and in, reinvest in other areas for our members and communities to be able to charge. Because if we don't keep building, uh, people will get left behind. And that's one of the things that NRMA is very focused on is ensuring no one gets left behind. So we're billing to reinvest. Right. And is there a sort of a, a sliding scale of charges? For, um, to... Yes, different different prices for the size of the kilowatts per charger. Okay. Um, one of the ways etiquette is being enforced is through overstay charges, I read. ChargeFox earlier this year mm-hmm. trialled this by charging people per minute they remain mm-hmm. plugged in after mm-hmm. being fully charged. And they mm-hmm. did stipulate there'd be a grace period for people to return to their cars. Mm-hmm. Is the NRMA likely to introduce something similar there? It is a really good way to change behaviour um, because we see, and as we said earlier, a lot of people will charge and then just stay there all day. We, we've got one of these charges outside our building and sometimes we see them, they stay there, they go to lunch, they go to afternoon tea and, and so there is needing to be some kind of signal. We, um, at the moment, as you just said, we've just started billing and charging so we, won't ha- we haven't got what they call idle fees uh, in place at this moment but we are supportive of looking at the different mechanisms to ensure that that's good behaviour is happening. Yes, we've got texts coming in pre- saying precisely this. It's amazing really, isn't it? People obviously just don't think about it. They would never do that with a, pet- with a petrol pump, would they? No, 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 that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, does the uh, what, what's our one of our texts as heads here? Um, mm-hmm. Does the technology exist to cap charges at eighty uh, percent during uh, during top up during surge, so that you so that you just can't go any further? For instance, you, yeah, that that's called smart charging. Now, you, from from a it's it's really the car that needs to do a lot of that, uh, and then um, the technology is coming. You can do it in some of your home charging where you can, you know, preset and say only charge at this time and only fill to this capacity. So that is happening at home charging and eventually that will be able to also do or at least give alerts. Eventually what would be good is to say it's an alert, but you do have an alert on your phone and your app to say to you what how much charge you've got. Right. So you do have that opportunity to, to cut out at that point. So that stops the range anxiety, does it? A bit? Like, I mean, that's because that's another thing that people have suggested here. Well, I think range anxiety is really, really critical. And so, if you've got a full, you know, if you've got eighty percent tank, you know, eighty percent of capacity, that's going to get you, mm. you know, quite far away. Um, but I always think, I always plan as well, making sure I never leave myself 
Sure. You know, completely battery, you know, no battery and and also make sure I know my alternatives because range anxiety, yes, but also you don't want to turn up to a charger and it's out of service. No, now I'm going to thank you very much, Carly Irving Dolan. She's the CEO of Energy and Infrastructure at the NRMA. And just um, say at this point, I always do at this time of the year, you know, uh, road accidents kill more than three people a day here. We're all about to start driving. Do take care. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.